I, I can't believe I've met like another, <laughs> you're like my brother, dude. I know, dude, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's crazy what the, the internet is able to do and connect two people that are super similar like this. Give me a short introduction of yourself, man. Norman, what's up? My name's David. It's nice to, nice to meet you. Yeah, 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 for sure. I've already started, so yeah, it's okay. It's all good. So yeah, so just a quick introduction of myself, right? Yeah, or yeah. whatever audio you want to start, whatever you're going to play. I don't know. Do we need to give like a background on what we're doing? We're just, we're just two, two pharmacy kids having a conversation. <laughs> two pharmacy kids having a conversation. That's it. <laughs> um, so my name is Norman Wynn. Uh, I'm a second year pharmacy student at UT College of Pharmacy in Austin, Texas. And I came into pharmacy because I wanted to make a difference in patients' health and their lives. Um, but now that mission has kind of morphed and evolved into making a culture, a cultural change within healthcare in terms of how we view our patients, how we view ourselves in terms of our mental health, how we view ourselves as like um, economic like skills, like what, what do we offer to the economy? What do we offer to our patients? How, what do we do to support each other? Um, those are the kind of things that I'm really trying to make a bigger impact on now, as a, even just as a second year pharmacy student. Um, and so that's kind of why I've started uh, our healthcare podcast, The Healthcare Scholar, um, just trying to address certain issues across multiple disciplines and multiple professions within healthcare. Um, common, just common issues that like we all face, like mental health, um, interprofessional issues like communication, uh, stereotypes that we all face. You literally cover it all. Like, I, like your episodes. I like, I like your episodes because unlike mine, you're not. It's not like a mini series focused on just one thing. It's kind of just like, hey, this is important and relevant. I'm going to talk about it now. It's, it's a lot more. It's really relaxed and it also covers a lot of important things and still in a fun way. So it's like it's it's cool. It, I I can't believe I've met like another. You're like my brother, dude. I know, dude. It's, <laughs> it's like, crazy. Like, it's crazy what the, the internet is able to do and connect two people that are super similar like this. Yeah. But no, like exactly what you were saying. Like the point of what I was trying to do with starting the podcast, starting the the pages across YouTube, across LinkedIn, across Instagram, all of it was to just make it not only accessible for people like me and you, but for yeah. everyone, like including mainly like my main target audience probably right now, probably the same as you, is probably more healthcare professionals. But since you are a pharmacy podcast specifically, you're yeah. probably core focusing on pharmacy students and pharmacy professionals, but obviously you want to reach out to everyone. No, to everybody. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's definitely more of like an interdisciplinary approach. Like that's, that's like the main focus my school has. Um, I'll do a short little introduction. My name's David Dent. I run the Overdose podcast page. I don't have as incredible a team as you do, as in I do it all myself, which I need to get more people. Um, so if anybody listening is interested, let me know. Um, but I'm a second year pharmacy student at VCU School of Pharmacy. Um, I'm originally from Las Vegas, but I moved out here uh, for my undergrad uh, and then moved to Virginia for my pharmacy school. Um, and basically my idea of like starting the podcast, kind of same thing, just like all I kept hearing was pharmacy is a small world. Nobody knows what a pharmacist does. I was tired of explaining what I do at every Thanksgiving dinner to people. Uh, and now I was like, okay. And I feel like, yeah, I'm like, uh, how can I do this in a way that's also like encouraging for kids? Cause I feel like, you know, every, every kid's like, I'm gonna be a doctor, but no one's gonna be like, I'm gonna be a pharmacist. So I'm like, 
let's make memes. Those are like fun for kids and also adults. And you know, so yeah. And it's just fun. Like I feel like on Instagram too, that's like the way that's just like the content that does the best on there. So that's what I'm doing there. I'm starting to do the LinkedIn maybe who knows. I'll, I'll help you out with that. Yeah. 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 Dude, you, you know, the first post that I actually like s- shared from your, from your page, the first one that I ever oh, saw, it was the, um, the soap notes. Oh, was the, it soap, really? the soap note one. What did it say? Shoot. I really want to bring it up. Uh, I'll, I can, I can bring it up. Bring it up. That was, I was, I was really proud. That was like one of my best. With the, the, at the very front. Well, it's funny because I like I was writing a speech for a student position and I actually had I rewrote that and wrote the in the beginning and then like showed it. And it was like, hey, guys, this is what this took me an hour to do. And then I 30 minutes for the rest of the speech. Truth be told, I didn't get I didn't end up getting it. But, you know, more time to focus on this. It's the it's the effort. It's the effort that matters. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. Yep. The actual photo of my very first soap note. <laughs> actual photo of my very first That was note. my first exposure to your page. And That's awesome, I would say that was a great introduction to your content. Yeah. That's awesome. And, it's, and it makes sense why you're, you're so successful on Instagram right now with like all the memes that you're making. Because you're yeah. making pharmacy almost fun. Like, yeah. In the way, in the way that we should be portraying ourselves. Um, as in like we, we care a lot about drugs, but we also know how to make it relatable to yeah. our audience and to our patients because their patients are the ones that really need to hear it the most, right? Who need to hear this kind of information. Like, no, oh yeah, we study this much. We study, this is the kind of problems that we encounter in the pharmacy or while we're studying. But yeah. They don't know that because we don't really tell that to them, right? No, and it's it's really funny too because the, um, the um, there's another page or with another pharmacist I was following. She, it's actually really cool. She's actually doing like, tips for a patient like here's how you should best interact with your pharmacy team to get what you want basically but it's also it's not it's not doing it in a patronizing way it's kind of just like make sure you have your name and date of birth of the person you're coming up with um make sure that you have your um i don't know your updated insurance card near this time of the month um there's things like that that i'm just like wow like and she's doing it in a way that's not offensive. And I'm seeing, especially on Twitter too, a lot of patients will follow their pharmacists like on Twitter and they're putting out infographics and they're putting out like quality, just quality information that anybody can benefit from. So I'm like, now I'm like, how do I do all of it? Right, yeah, you know, so it feels like we're trying to take on all those things that social media is allowing us to like really connect with our our audience and our patients who, who genuinely do, like like you were saying, with that uh, girl you said that was posting content that she genuinely believes that her patients need to know yeah, um, because it's benefiting them the most. Can I ask you this? Like, how do you feel that's affecting like her audience? Like, do you feel like they have more loyalty for her for giving them that information? A hundred percent, man. I feel like, I feel like just a social media presence in general, like in the future is going to be important to build rapport at all. And I mean, like in, in, in building rapport, mainly comes from having an authentic page that represents you. I think that I think a lot of students just get caught up in like, let me post my perfect self or let me post my perfect professional activities. And and that's okay. Like some people can like, it's hard to distinguish med influencers from like people who actually are just like that. You know what I mean? So that's an interesting topic too. like the med influencers who, well, it's, it's hard because you can't lump, like med influencer who are utilizing the platform yeah potentially for a good like motive right yeah. but it's it can get like you're saying it can get hard to distinguish like 
like who's actually using it to better the profession to better uh they're like increasing the amount of knowledge that even like the people that they grew up with right like on my account personally like i know people from my you know small hometown of angleton texas and then but i also have undergrad friends who are more educated so some of my undergrad friends and people in pharmacy school are like, dude, why are you talking about this kind of stuff? Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, exactly. Like, we, like, already, we already know this. You're posting about your weekend, man. You're posting about your struggles. What the heck is up with that? Are yeah. you okay? And you're yeah. just like, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Did I, did I lose them? Norman, are you there? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here. A long, quick intermission, guys. Quick intermission. So anybody in pharmacy be a technician you can be a pharmacy student you can be a pharmacist um it's a really awesome space that regina moore she's a pharmd um she founded it's called the pharmacist connect uh slack page uh it's just www.pharmacistconnect.com uh you put in your number uh your license number you put in your name and she basically adds you and all the people we've mentioned in this podcast david vu um pharmacy it and me tony zhao um Richard Wave, I'm pretty sure core consoles in there, and just anybody. Like I think I met one of my pharmacists in there. Is in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Really good community. They've got it separated by sections, so like they've got IT, they've got um, clinical, and it's basically just a space for pharmacists to talk, connect, awesome. um, give advice. So I encourage anybody and everybody, you too, you should get added to it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's hyperlinked, so shout out to her. It's a great space, and if, if anybody's like just looking to connect with more people in their field, I it's it's a big it's got a big audience. So yeah, it's a great resource. Cool. All right, I don't even know where we left off because I just took like 15 minutes to figure out. Yeah, I know that, that that technology, <laughs> man. Hey, at least it lets us talk to each other like this. Like it's it's still pretty awesome that like 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you probably wouldn't have been able to do this. No, no, especially this FaceTime thing too. And now they got face, uh, Facebook portal. I don't know what that is exactly. I haven't even tested that out yet either. I don't, is it, is it literally just a camera that's set up that you can just blink into and like look in? Is it like a baby camera with your family? Is that... <laughs> it's, it's Facebook's way of stalking us basically and gathering yeah. data. It's basically the Facebook's way of gathering data. Cool. I, I have tried to stray away from any of those like devices um, yeah. just because I know like Amazon, Jeff Bezos is like spying on me. Like I already know like Apple's already spying on me. Like they're probably recording everything we're talking about right here. No, for sure. But like I also like to think like I'm not that important. Like and it's I'm already putting it out in the public, you know, public space. They might get the outtakes, but I don't think they're going to expose me. So do you <laughs> feel like putting yourself out there on social media and like even or even just using like voice devices or any or just putting yourself on any platform, whether that's voice, whether that's audio, whether that's writing, whatever it is. Do you feel like it's, there's ever a detriment to it? I mean, I know somebody's going to have my voice print. If the future security goes voice print, then like whatever. That's, that's It is what it is. My hope is that somebody makes a fun compilation, you know, of just like random words that I put, you know, in mismatching order to be something fun. Uh, detriment wise, I mean, yeah, we can go into the personal stuff, man. We can go into like the the backfirings of doing that. Um, and that's kind of what I want to get into with you too. So. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll try and keep mine short and simple. So in pharmacy, um, the idea of professionalism is super important. And I mean, any healthcare field, it's important because you want your patients to trust you. And that's, I think the main go-to is like, how do we treat, teach you to be professional so patients can trust you? Um, 
my whole thing is you got to outweigh that with your own personality and your own personal flair. And obviously you're not going to suppress one to just become, you know, super stork, stoic. I don't even know how to say it. Stoic, yeah. Stoic. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to I say. Know, I know what you're saying. Just I, like, I got you. Just, just the guy in the pharmacy who's standing there like, uh, name and date of birth. You have any questions? Like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not going to make you happy in your career. And that's not going to be something that, um, other people can support or get behind either way. So with that in mind, there are still professionals in the field that still believe in this rigid kind of, you know, sort of professional demeanor that you need to have. Um, and maybe 20 years ago, that was a norm, but now I think with social media and with being able to express yourself online and being able to kind of like, just put yourself out there. I think that's led to the precedent of we can expect this. Like we can expect our, you know, doctors to have tattoos. We can expect our nurses to also, I don't know, skateboard, who knows. Um, but I think having at least my voice and like putting myself out there online is not going to be a detriment to me. If anything is going to let employers see the version of, you know, like my authentic self, professional and personal, hopefully it'll make me look more hireable, you know, but I'm not going to, I'm not doing it for that purpose. I'm kind of doing it to just follow what I believe is what my definition of pharmacy is. And if other people can relate with that, then that's cool. It's, it's Um, your truth. Yeah. It's your truth. Your pharmacy truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's what this episode's about. It's figuring out what your pharmacy truth is. And you, you quoted that. That's yours. I'm I'm going to trademark that. that. (laughs) Let me me know what royalties I need to pay you. I I don't, I don't think that should be anybody's trademark. It should be everyone's thing to find, to find your truth should be everyone's thing. It shouldn't be one person's thing. Exactly. And that's like, so I guess to answer your question, I don't think, I think it would be a detriment if I was faking it. Like if I wasn't putting what I, what I wanted to on there to present me. Um, I think there could be some backfiring to kind of bring it back. So when I first started this, um, everybody has their own truth of pharmacy. And the second your truth doesn't match up with somebody else's truth that can lead to either, you know, conflict or miscommunication or, you know, misunderstanding. So when I started this, um, I ended up like I posted, I posted and I wasn't necessarily keeping in mind professionalism. I, I was still had like a basic rudimentary understanding of it. Um, being a Vegas kid, you know, coming out here trying to my answer for going into pharmacy initially was because I, I took a survey when I was 12 years old and it was like, well, you can be a cartoonist or you can be a pharmacist. And I was like, one pays better and I suck at drawing. So I'm gonna go that way. Um, started doing that. Interesting. Well, and the cartoonist thing's coming back and forth. Now I can express it in memes. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's pretty awesome that you're combining your interests. Yeah. So digital, like just digital, digital editing, digital art, things like that. I'm really interested in, and I didn't want to separate the two. And I felt like first year when I was trying to get this thing started, you know, other people didn't agree with it. Um, since then I've had meetings with like the Dean, like the Dean of admissions and somebody I was like really close with who helped me kind of get into the school initially um, just kind of have a wake up call. Cause I, I was going on like, I'm like, this is really cool. I'm going to keep doing this. And I didn't really have like that second check of like, is this appropriate? Is this how I want, you know, an employer to see, you know, is this, is this, am I projecting the self that I want to be projected? You know what I mean? Well, it's, that was the kind of thing. It's, um, eerily creepy how similar our backstories are in, in terms yeah. of that, in terms of creating 
what we want to do and combining our passions for what we want to do with pharmacy and starting, like you said, you started your page with your memes and how you were saying that you didn't really have too much of an idea of what professional really professionalism really truly meant um, at this stage of your career. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I started doing whatever I was doing, um, whether that was um, the podcast, whether that was the page, whether I was posting on my own personal page, uh, a lot of people at first, um, because I think it was coming from my first year, I didn't really do that kind of thing. Like you, you see how I post like motivational content and yeah, inspirational yeah. stuff. I was so social media like averse before any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, it, part of that too was like, we'll get into the mental health stuff. But like part of it too is like when you're on Instagram and you're feeling depressed, it's not a good time. Like it's just, you're not, you're not, you're not enjoying it at that point. <laughs> you're just kind of scrolling for the, the sake of scrolling. Yeah, huh? exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So tell me your experience. What happened with you, man? Oh yeah. Well, it's just like I coming into the new school year as a P2, I didn't, I, I come back from SNAFA conference with the fit pharmacist, how I told you about that. And yeah, we'll go here, go into it again. Yeah, yeah I'll go into it again. Here. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, before SNAFA uh, Nationals conference in Houston, Texas in 2019, uh, I reached out to the Fit Pharmacist uh, on Instagram, uh, at the Fit Pharmacist, shout out to Adam Martin. Uh, he <laughs> was posting about how he was coming t- and to speak and give a, like, a little, con- uh, give a little uh, workshop around mentoring at SNAFA Nationals. And I reached out to him, I just DM'd him, you know, just on Instagram. And said, "Hey, I'm really, I really love your content. You've you've been one of the first fo- first pharmacists I ever followed on Instagram, and seeing your inspirational, motivational content around like mental health, well being, fitness, and uh, oh, and how to be a great, how to avoid burnout in pharmacy. And I was like, wow, these are really great." Like this is great content that we want to hear about more yeah. things. We're not necessarily, yeah, we're not necessarily getting in school. Let me go check. Let me talk to somebody who's actually doing it. Yeah. And that's the thing that th- these are topics that I was hearing about before I even got into pharmacy school. And so I felt of like it's so I felt like it really set my mind right on like, these are the kind of things I want to be interested in, like to hear more about, because I feel like these are issues that we actually face in the actual, like in our career, in our profession. Um, but anyway, going into the conference, I DM'd him and asked him, yeah, do you have any tips for how to handle a conference? Because SNAFA Nationals was my first conference, like, ever. Um, yeah. As a, as a professional, I guess, or as a student professional. And so he DM'd me back, and he was like, yeah, you know what? Let me just give you a phone call, and uh, we can talk about it. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. the fit pharmacist who has, like, I think at that point he had like 25,000 followers on Instagram or whatever yeah. that was, right? To me, he was like a god, like he's like a, yeah. a, like a celebrity yeah. to me. And now here he is offering to call me. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean- yeah. Uh, now or now? I, I, I'll call you right now. I'll drop everything I'm doing right now and call you. And <laughs> so, uh, actually, uh, I ended up, uh, he ended up calling me, I think, you know, a couple days later or something like that. We scheduled a time to call. And he just kind of walked through some tips with me and like how to approach the conference, how to dress, how to dress for like dress the uh, like dress for the, he told me dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Always a good, always a good piece of advice. I've definitely picked up a few more dress shirts than I did first year, for sure. Lab is kind of important and like we're just getting a little uh, haircut, like just looking really yeah. sharp. But then also yeah. like, and not just like looking really professional, but also like how to like conduct yourself 
So yeah. let's say there's you just went to a workshop or a, um, a speakership, and you really loved everything that the the person said. Probably ninety percent of pharmacy students wouldn't go up to that speaker to ask them, you know, more questions or to ask them or to even put their name out there. But he told me, no matter yeah. what, if you found any interest or any questions at all in what they said, go up there, get a selfie with them, give them a little shout out, or just ask them like, what are the tips that they have, or can we get in further contact? Because yeah. that's no, I mean, that's the basis for like a mentorship, right? Is like just at yeah. least putting putting yourself out there opens the door for at least some other other opportunity. And then you know the worst they can say is, nah. No, yeah. No, I don't want to take a selfie with you. Okay, well here's my email if you want to connect and get coffee next time you're in uh, in town. <laughs> just offering them like you know it's like the jab jab right hook that Gary V who I really subscribe to he offers um, yeah. it's just like always like giving as much as you can to the to that person that you want to be your mentor always giving them as much as possible first and then you ask for something in return yeah. right well it's 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 funny too cuz um I kind of had another similar experience as you Norman uh <laughs> do, you, do you want to do you want to go into that or you want me to keep going with this cuz that sounds really uh, interesting um, I can, I can, let me just interject real quick and then we'll, we'll keep going. But, uh, so you said the fit pharmacist kind of reached out to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was starting the page, I was like, I was kind of interacting with RX radio, just like messaging. I'm like, oh, it's hilarious. You know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, Hey, you mind if I repost this? He's like, sure. Um, and then at a certain point, um, he ended up reaching out to me. Um, cause I was, I was just asking him for some advice and he was like, Hey, you want me to call you? And I was like, no way. Like, I think it was, I think it was Christmas last year. I think it was Christmas Eve or something. It was like, or the day after Christmas. This man, this man is up working nonstop, and I'm—I mean, I'm the same way, but he is on another level with it. Mm-hmm. I think it was like twelve thirty, and he was—he's was like, I can call now, and I was like, sure. Talked to him for like an hour, and just like same kind of thing. I was like asking him like, hey, should I branch out to Facebook? How's my content? I'm kind of confused on like what exactly I should be doing. What are your advice? And he was like, you're you're moving way fast, like which is good. I I see the passion, just like slow it down, focus on one, you know, social media at a time, and it's going to be a lot easier to move laterally. So scaling up from yeah. once you have your, your core process built out. Yeah. And he kind of just helped me stay focused, which is good. Um, and just kind of how to deal with too, like some people disagreeing with what you're doing. And he's like, well, there's always going to be people like that, but you just kind of got to trudge forward in the least kind of friction kind of way. Just make it, you can't make everybody happy. You really, you really can't as much as, as much as you want to, you really can't. No matter what, so that was cool. That and, and we've been in touch ever since too. So I'm hoping again. I'm hoping, Richie, if you're gonna hear this, I'm gonna DM you eventually. I've already tried to get you to come to my school to like talk about this kind of topic, but um, yeah, that was you, that was my. You gotta help the boy out. Gotta help the boy yeah. out, Richie. <laughs> help me out, dude. That's really interesting because like, I feel like the content, like just looking side by side comparisons of your page and. And Dr. Waith's page, like y'all are basically like on not I don't want to compare like on par, but like yeah, you're in the yeah. in the same vein, you're making content that's relatable across professions. Like it's not just mm-hmm. relatable to pharmacy students, it's relatable to patients, it's relatable to kids in pharmacy school or other healthcare professional schools and just other healthcare yeah. professionals as well. Uh, and so you're helping I think both of your pages are like really helping to bridge that gap between For professions. Sure, eh? Yeah. And for his, I think, I think to distinguish it too, is like, it, it definitely is like similar in a lot of ways. I think what I'm doing is it's so hard, man. Cause it's like a mix of like, it's like a mix of a, my experience going through school, but also it's more focused toward pharmacy students. I don't, I don't know, but his is like definitely more like. With, with, with him, I feel like he's trying to tell some of the untold or 
the, the the untold stories of what it's like to actually work in a pharmacy, like the stuff that he talks uh-huh. about when he there like insurance problems and then yeah. like, you know ang- angry customers, things like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, I feel like with what you're, and this is from my my own perspective. No, dude, let it rip. I need as much. I I welcome any and all feedback. Yeah. So from what I've seen from your page, I feel like in terms of storytelling, you've been trying to not only tell your story, but tell the story, the untold story of what it actually is like in pharmacy as a pharmacy student for those people who don't have that same voice or don't have that same amount of platform or reach. Yeah. And so you're utilizing the social media and your platform to help tell that story that a lot of people don't have the same courage uh, to take that, like that backlash that you were talking about that people may not agree with you for what you're saying, even though it's, if it's not the overall truth of a pharmacy student, it's your truth, right? Yeah. So it's just exactly. you telling your story about what it's actually like for you and your own yeah. personal experience. And, and no one can tell you what's not your experience, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate that, man. I'm- well, I mean, it just makes sense because that's why so many people are following you now is because people are relating to what you're saying and the, the things that you're the, – the stories that you're relating through those memes. Like yeah. that's, that's, your, that's your medium, right? That's, you've hit the nail yeah. on the head. That's your medium that what's work, what works for you. And so people – and people relate to the memes. Um, so clearly there's a story that people can relate to in it. Yeah. I, I, sure. I, I 100% support you, dude. Thanks, man. I, I, I got your back too, man. What you're doing is crazy too. You're trying to change the entire culture, man. <laughs> Which I'll, I'll um. So uh, before we dive into that too much, uh, you were you were just talking about the Snafa conference. So you you met Fit Pharmacist. You met um. You got tips for that. Um. Where so I guess it sounds like you've taken a lot of his points to heart and you've like applied them. Like, what are some other ways you've applied them after that? I guess. I took basically all these tips that he gave me went to the conference in Houston and I only live like an hour south of Houston or something, but he, I went to the conference and then from there he, uh, not necessarily guided me, but I utilized all the tips that he told me about to use throughout the entire conference. I put myself really out there. I met as many people as I could just networked and just got to hear like what other people's experiences were like at their schools as a SNAFA member, as a pharmacy student. Uh, and just as a human being, right? Just like how they were experiencing it. Um, and then I got to hear so much I, from just from doing that. I got to hear so many other perspectives about what being a pharmacy student is actually like. And I realized that, wow, my experience, not only is my experience similar to theirs, but they also have their own unique perspectives on how they're experiencing pharmacy, the curriculum, the, the professors, um, the amount of material, organizations, how are they handling like school pressure and stress. Um, so there were a lot of commonalities, but also noticed that we were all unique in our own way through that. And then, so then when I got to the actual workshop, uh, with Adam Martin, we were able to connect on that and it was a great workshop. And then he asked me to do a video testimonial afterwards that night, that Saturday night of the conference. Uh, I stayed after, um, a little bit before going for, you know, doing my own thing uh meeting up with friends yeah. afterwards yeah at conferences yeah, like we like we do the conference is over yeah yeah, yeah the conference fun. is over yeah, yeah we go have fun yeah. uh before that <laughs> i <laughs> i met up with him in like the lobby of the hotel that we were staying at and we recorded a little We're on your uh, page right i think i saw it it's on his page it's not actually it's on, on my his page. page it's on oh, his I did page, see. I saw it on his and, page I think. and it's a little yeah it's just a little recorded video of me and i was sweating bullets too like i was so nervous i've never sat down and you know, did a video testimonial before. Yeah, being recorded, and it, I was you're still natural in- now. You're natural now, man. Like you're, you're, you're. 
you're you're really good at asking thoughtful questions while also guiding the conversation in a way that's going to be more that I don't know that I think it just makes it, your your episodes are just great, man. And, and thanks. A lot, a lot of it is because, because of the questions, questions you ask that I think throw don't necessarily throw people off guard, but at least gets them to reveal something maybe more than they would have. So you've got you've got a really good interview style. I like it. I think because I know what I represent is I'm trying to give insights because I I have these conversations all the time with people. But the problem is that I know that the questions that I come up with and the insights that I I think of are kind of out there like i don't i don't i think pretty far out of left field so the questions that i ask i know are key sometimes very key and valuable insights for people that who really need to hear them not just me like some of the, the information that you heard in the podcast i didn't really need to hear it again but i know that yeah. for some of my audience members really do need to hear it like sometimes like no, about, sure. be, about being patient about um making sure you don't jump from skill to skill like you heard in the last podcast yeah um, kind of like dr patel was saying like if you're doing good in one in one area in your job, don't necessarily just jump to another career that's going to pay more. Like maybe just wait a little bit and you'll get, you know, you'll be noticed. Whatever good work you're doing, it will be noticed. Yeah. So just like things like that. That's and that's why I feel like I don't necessarily try to guide the conversation, but it's just I mean I mean I, mean, I do, but. <laughs> and you do it without any notes before you do it with that. That's, that's no, yeah. I just wild. go. I just go. I live. Wow. I live, man. I live. I live and ask. Well, <laughs> I respect. I, I I am jealous of that. Uh, just that workflow, that ability to just like kind of. I mean, yeah, but yeah. It's just natural. I mean, I th- I think I was gifted with the great ability as a communicator and a um, conversation. A great being a great conversationalist, um, because I always think like, what's best? For, what does my audience want to hear? What did they? What would they want to talk about more? Like you know, beyond surface level, right? Um, because that's all sure. that always brings out the best co- kind of conversations when you go in a little, you know, a little more than skin deep and you really go for the real, you know, root of the issues. The real thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, and that's kind of, that's kind of the focus too, is like, I feel like my biggest, my, my goal with each interview is like, all right, so we're going to talk about all your accomplishments. We're going to talk about everything you're proud of. And now we're going to talk about your losses. The thing that you put as a highlight, man. I love that. I love that. I want to, so what, what made you want to start doing that? So for context on Norman's Instagram page, he's got a highlight section. Um, he's got a bunch of highlight sections, but there's one that says my losses. And I think it's, it's, it's so, it's so like raw. It's so raw. It's great because it's literally, it's the reality of like what happens after you fail a test or like what happened. And I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to like get out there too, but I I haven't had the you know courage to like just after I bomb a test to like you, you know. already do it. You do it through your memes though. Yeah, that's your medium. That's your medium because it yeah. takes a. I mean, your through your memes, you're kind of communicating how you deal with your losses. You, you use humor to deal yeah, with your losses, course. right? Yeah. I I just happen to do it through talking to a, to a camera and, and yeah. telling people this doesn't how it has to be and this is the reality of it but i mean you don't have to necessarily do that but it's but if you no, do no, get no. to that point it's awesome right because I, I mean i would love it if more people were, were able to do that so that other people could see it i yeah. might start doing it man i might might do it after but you i will never top like you're, you're that week of like having a final and then your car getting totaled and then uh it's just, it was it was just rough. a lot it was yeah. a lot. I was like, oh, I'm over here complaining about like one question. Norman's out here having life tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that that week personally was just one of the toughest I've ever I've ever had. Yeah. Only um, up from there. Maybe. And that's and that's the, and that's the great thing about 
hitting rock bottom sometimes, or at least what you think at that point in your life is rock bottom, is that you can only go up from there. Yeah. 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 It's just hard. It's hard to see it sometimes, but like, you know, you got people like Fifth Pharmacist and other people like other people you can reach out to, like in your support network, just especially your friend group to like kind of, kind of let's go get ice cream or like, let's go do this thing, kind of get your mind off it. So. It's a little long-winded with that snafa story, yeah. Um, But but yeah, just going back on that. So we met up afterwards, did the video testimonial, and I was like sweating. I was literally sweating bullets. Um, But we finished that, and then I, you know, afterwards I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then he he just kind of offered more guidance to me off off camera. But we left the mics on, and so we were just starting to have a, a natural, casual conversation. And that that probably I hope that came across. Um, in the podcast that I did with him because it was it, it was genuinely just a natural conversation that we didn't even intend to record yeah. and so yeah. and so we talked f- f- I believe what it's like being a pharmacy student uh, what it's like future job prospects and then I also talked about what's my mission statement where I currently stand how I feel being a, like my personality doesn't necessarily fit into the normal um Mold the normal idea of what a pharmacist is. Yeah, you like you like being funny. You like you know you're you're very authentic. Not authentic. I shouldn't say that. All pharmacists are authentic in their own way. But it's it's the it's the activator. It's the woo. It's the positivity. I'm listing out Clifton Strengths Finders by the way for anybody who's yeah. listening, and we'll we'll get into that too. Probably we probably, probably move into that too. But. Yeah, but I think it was just that. I just started asking him questions that I thought I, I asked. I genuinely thought about this as I was asking these questions. I was like, I know these are questions that other people have that they just are maybe, maybe just too scared or don't know who else to ask. So I knew that if I asked these questions, I could potentially share them with my friends or my classmates who may need to hear this kind of information. I was like, sure. I can be and like, I'm sure oh. you wanted to know. And I'm sure you wanted to like, uh, no, like of course I wanted to know. Yeah. Like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, why not share that with everybody? Especially mm-hmm. if like, yeah, not I, don't, gets the opportunity. I don't want to hoard information for myself to just for no. self gain. I do it for so many things. I wish I knew like before going into pharmacy school. So that's like the, the, the main per- thing driving this is just like sharing information. So people don't necessarily get, blindsided by a first year like I did or like you know no, exactly the same or way bad how I feel. yeah I'm doing it to better I think we're both doing it to better our communities like who we, yeah. who we were able to reach our audiences we're doing it so that people don't have to go through as much hardship as we did right as we or, did yeah or at so least so they, or at least they yeah. learn the lesson beforehand or at least they can kind of see it coming beforehand yeah. so, like you said yeah. blindsided right exactly um, but yeah with that we just started talking to each other and then eventually he posted that later after the conference. He posted that uh, video and I don't know how many views it's at now. Then he hit celebrity status and he dropped out of school, started working with him, living the dream. That's kind of where my journey got started. That's where yeah. I really dedicate. I, I, I asked myself, th- this is the question that he put in the video. He was like, well, what's, what's your why? Like, what's your mission statement? What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I really want to be my most genuine, authentic self to inspire other people to be their most authentic, genuine self. Um, and so with that, that's why I started really thinking about it after the conference. I was like, what am I about? Like, what, yeah. is it, what does it mean to be my most authentic self? And so, yeah. and so, with, and with that as my North star, like, you know, happiness and just like being authentic, those and kindness, like those are my North stars. I was like, well, how, what do I do with that? And I was like, well, I can kind of share that with other people so they can, also be inspired and hopefully go out and find do whatever it is that they want to do right um 
and because I felt I just thought that not enough people were doing it from where I, from where I stood, right? I'm not trying to judge other people like saying, no, "Oh, you have no, to no, do no. this." To to your point, let me just add this real quick. Um, any other hashtag of a career besides pharmacy, you'll get at least like an official hashtag. You do it to like. I think you do like pharmacy men or something or like men in pharmacy or women in pharmacy. There's like nothing. There's zero, there's zero percent. There's like nothing. You do it like you do like men in, or women in nursing or like men in nursing. It's like millions. And I'm like, okay, well something, maybe, maybe the reason why pharmacy is such a small world and the fact that nobody knows about it is because we're literally not on any social media. We're literally not cut. Like we're, we literally stand behind a counter. That's it. There's no exposure. So that's, again, and, and that's, and that's changing, but you're, you're right. It's just, so so with everything that I was doing with yeah. social media and like starting the podcast, um, moving into it, this is this this ties back into the point. I started once P two years started after that conference. I started posting more. I started showing off like how I was building the process, showing showing the process of how, what it's like to build a podcast or build um, a team and things like that. And uh, then I made a couple posts on my personal Instagram story and things like that that were more to be motivational and inspirational. But for a lot of people who didn't know me personally or hadn't kept up a dialogue with me, were like, what the heck? Why is this guy all of a sudden like pushing on us? Like it seemed con- I can see how from their point of view, it probably seemed condescending. Like all of a sudden yeah. I was like super, super gung ho, motivational. Um, saying, yeah, oh, and that's and that's the first hump. That's the first hump you got to get over. It's gonna happen. Like no matter anybody who's thinking about starting a social media thing, anything any, really, a any, business, anything, really, yeah, yeah. anything, any any sort of mission that you want to do and you want to put out publicly, there's there's gonna be, uh, whoa, this is different for you, um, and that's and and it's important for you to not. You're gonna ha- you're gonna take criticism, and you're gonna have to choose which criticism to actually hear and follow, and then others to ignore. And that's I think it was like the hardest thing, like starting any of it, dude. It was probably the most difficult, one of the most difficult things for me to face. And well, it wasn't a question. You like question, like, oh, what are like, are my motives actually true, or am I being preachy? Like, am I, but and, and that's why you need to have like that self reflection. Write down everything. Like, this is why I'm doing it. So you have an answer for those people when they're just like. Are you going crazy? Are you? Do you need help, man? Like, are you good? And and like you said, to your point, I had mentors just like you did. I had mentors who I looked up to reach out to me and ask me, "Are you okay? Like, are yeah. you are you handling?" And, and to be honest, it was difficult because P two year, you know, is a beast. And then taking on yeah. everything else I was doing, leadership positions. I had two leadership positions, and then also starting my own podcast. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, 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 you know, just, just over committing to everything because you're trying to do everything. But then you're, this is something personal you want to do. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, so to your point, I literally did have personal friends try to have conversations with me, like asking, why are you doing this? What is this for? And are you okay? And, and, and looking back on it, I can, I can honestly say, yeah, yeah I was probably a little over the top, but I had to push the bounds to at least see how I could see myself in 2020 vision <laughs> looking yeah, back yeah, yeah. you know like hindsight 20, 2020 vision but now looking back i'm like i still know that i had the right motives and it took a lot of self-reflection uh to see that but what hurt the most honestly for me wasn't so much that random people that didn't know me that i knew that didn't know me were um were talking behind my back or criticizing what i was doing without actually knowing yeah. me, right because i know that they don't have full context right yeah, what, hurt of course, me the, of course. what hurt me the most was when people that I had actually looked up to to get into pharmacy school, like mentor, like P2 
people that I looked up to that were getting that were already in pharmacy school that I was like, wow, they're in pharmacy school. Like they're doing their leaders, their leaders, they're great mentors, they're great friends. I want to be like them. I applied to pharmacy school because of them and X Y Z, right? Because of these X Y Z traits. They they didn't like what you're doing. Some of them, yeah, didn't like what I was doing, how yeah. I was portraying myself, and how I was portraying the profession. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn that the hard way for myself that even your mentors, even the people you look up to, will may sometimes like cast stones in your direction, even if they do know what's going on or if yeah, they don't. No. Right? Yeah. I totally understand, man. And it, and it and sometimes it takes a conversation to just kind of set the message straight. Sometimes that person's not even going to want to talk to you. Like no matter what you say, what you say yeah, or you kind of to try and prove them otherwise. That first impression. Yeah. Yeah. There's never going to be. Yeah. The first impression and, and being an activator, you just go in for it. I get you, man. And you go in hard and you go in without thinking and you, you're excited. So you're like, everybody's going to love this. And then the second everybody doesn't like it, you're like, no. I messed up entirely. Like, yeah, I had I had that moment too, man. Like yeah. when I first first started the page too, it just I and under, understand understandably, like I was actually in the wrong initially. I definitely was. I'm not I'm not giving but in the wrong although I knew that my intentions and my heart was in the right place. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it was it was that balancing act of like how do I deal with my, you know, my my mistake in the moment mm-hmm. without over you know overshadowing the overall mission of the page and what it was about yeah and then and and obviously- my biggest thing was the stuff that i was posting wasn't necessarily matching up with what i was intending like so the idea of again like pushing mental health for more awareness um putting out the profession etc cetera, etc cetera. i was kind of being aggressive in that and in one instance in particular um i was like i'd follow like other med accounts and i'd be like oh well this is something that relates to pharmacy let me explain why um this is right or this is wrong and that's not the way to go about it like just and i didn't know that because i was new to social media i had never done this before so um dealing with that i i hope i think everything's like a-okay now time you know over time people who didn't see what it is now not maybe not we'll see where it has come like where how far it's come and how it's changed just because you missed that initial first impression but it's in a better place now and i think i'm i think I'm, i've got the page where i wanted to and i've got the people that are going to listen are listening and the people that who aren't going to change their minds aren't listening anymore. So when and, I, and with that, like I'm sure that some of the people that you knew the longest may have been some of your biggest criticizers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, for, for sure, sure. For sure. And, and, and it well, it's, it's kind of hard because the people that I knew the longest, um, like are back home, like in Vegas and like not in pharmacy school and they're just going to be like super supportive of anything. So like, I couldn't ask them for feedback because first of all, they're not in pharmacy. They don't know what any of it means. Um, they're just going to tell me what I want to hear. So finding people super important for you, you built a team that's going to tell you like, Hey, maybe you're, maybe you should hold on a second before you post this or, Hey, this isn't relevant. This is my interpretation of it. Um, so, you know, that helps a lot, but I, it, there were definitely some people that I in school after my first year, I was respected who were just like, not about it, dude. I don't like memes about my profession. You, you're also telling people like what pharmacy is. I that's, I don't like that. I'm like, okay, well then it's just then it's just not for you. And exactly, and so and and with that, you're, everything you just said, I totally identify with it. And to go off of it, I saw. I asked myself like after receiving some backlash and things like that. I obviously wanted to correct the course, right? And so I thought to myself, well, I'm correcting myself, but then I thought about it. I'm like, 
Well, why isn't why are, I'm I'm doing this because I'm proud of my profession and I want to see it do better, right? Um, yeah. Although some people may not see how what I'm doing is making the profession better or, or creating course, awareness yeah. or and whatever. you can try and explain to them. Like you really can. And and I took the time to like message them and I was like, hey, let's talk about it. Um, I I'm gonna change the things that I I can see where you're coming from is reasonable to change, but there's also things that. I'm not going to and this is how I'm going to proceed so if that makes you happy cool if that doesn't I'm sorry it's just what it is so how did you how did you how did you how did you approach it how did you approach it I asked myself well like if we were all proud about about our profession we would also be making content in not maybe not as loud and brand you know brash as me just because that's me but at least but at least like posting you know posting more about because like when you see other medical students, other nursing students, other PAs, uh, PTs, just posting so much about like what they're doing in school and how their schooling's going. But then I wasn't seeing as much of it maybe around me. And I was like, well, what's the difference, right? And and I did some research into this, this, even over this break and just during the semester. And I was looking to see how, what, what about pharmacy attracts the personality types who tend to be more risk averse and, mm, and this is docu- and this is documented this isn't just something how that i'm feeling i mean i do feel it but there's actually research studies that you can look it up about how pharmacy the profession is very risk averse i fully it believe it. it's just in the job description yeah basically because i mean and, and i thought about it i'm like yeah well, it makes sense because for so long our profession has defined itself by how little of a mistake we can make when we're checking our prescriptions so that our patients don't die from their medication regimen. Um, and and at, at its core, that's basically the core of our job currently or in the past 50, 50 60, 70 years, right? Um, so it makes sense why people who are more, who not everyone, but a lot more people who are risk averse may tend to view social media, you know, things where you put yourself out there to be risky and things like that. But basically, yeah, like they may view that as something that you don't want to do. Um, so it can be risky, man. Like you, you, and, you and me both face the consequences. I had, I had two professionalism meetings with my, with my faculty, um, which were in that meeting. I was like, they, they were, they were supportive once they figured out like what the mission was and they were, they were 110% behind me, like helping me guide me in the direction I wanted, which is amazing that like, I can't, I can't shout them out enough. Me too. Um, I, I'm so thankful I found the right people to guide me and that understood what I was trying to do, but they also like said, Hey, maybe just tone it down a bit because some people aren't used to it. Yeah. You get that too? Tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I get it. I respect mm-hmm. it. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And that's, and that's what I had that's to accept. I had to accept that. I'm sure you had to accept it too. It was just yeah, like, it was not hard too. everybody Sorry, was going to be right. Yeah. It was super hard. Cause when I clunked, like the reason, so starting it too is like, I was going through my own like mental health, kind of like depression. Um, and this was, I was trying to find a way to like talk about, like mental health issues and other issues like that in person, but then realizing like, hey, not everybody can, not everybody wants to talk about it in person. So that's where the podcast kind of came in. But in recording my first episode, um, I was like, I was so excited to like put the episode out. I didn't do a good enough job screening um, and editing things out. And I actually sent the video and like uploaded the uh, episode without any editing. 
and I was cursing like a storm. I was, oh, like, I was like, like saying, I, I was like saying things that shouldn't have been said on the mic without editing. That should have been edited out. So in, in the first episode, I don't know if you'll notice, but a lot like it's that is that is the edited version. The first episode is the first episode is not the unedited uh, version. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Which, which is good because on SoundCloud, you can go back. Um, and thank God, because look, listening to it again, I'm like that that really just wasn't like good content and it wasn't it was unnecessary i didn't need to have it in there so that was just like yeah so thank god for mentors uh, yeah oh i mean i definitely ran into that problem a lot when i first started uh i mean it was more on my personal than than it was on my uh page because yeah. on my personal it was like i was posting some like more risque stuff that was yeah. personally risque and probably uh, professionally risque. So it was like a risque, little combination. Risque. Are you talking about like topless photos or like what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> like yeah, shirtless yeah. pics. Exactly. But I mean, that, that, that's not. I don't think that's what most people were like uh, criticizing. I posted a little something on like a, a dating site, something like that about. But, oh, okay. but I, I didn't talk bad about pharmacy or anything like that. But it was just. Yeah. The, I think it was more the fact that I was bringing attention to pharmacy. Um. Mm-hmm. So people didn't like that because, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people who are tend to be more, maybe maybe more risk averse, don't know what the current job market looks like and they're about to go into it. They don't want more people to go into the profession because that means, you know, more competition. So I understand that. Um, but from my perspective, it was like, well, if I keep, you know, like talking about the great things that pharmacy is able to do, that that brings more passionate people, people who actually bring change to the profession, who actually innovate, um, to and and so it's not. I don't think of it as competition. I think of it as people who are actually going to make change and do better. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know why. Uh, oh, and I do know why. But like, just looking back, I I understand what the backlash was about. Um, For sure. Yeah, but yeah, that's, sure. that's pretty I awesome like that it. you were able to tie it back into mental health and and stuff like that. Yeah. So. So what was your, I know I saw like an article that I think your school featured of you um, talking about mental health. So if you, are you able to go into that a little bit more specifically? Like what was, what was causing your sort of like mental health things? Yeah. So the mental health thing was uh, for me personally, it wasn't that they reached out to me for that specific story. It wasn't that they reached out to me because I was going through my mental health. Uh, It was more my, uh, my professor, my dean. Uh, Dean Dean Duhon, and he reached out to me as a student and said, "Hey, we're doing a little piece on how self care practices have been imp- implemented within the curriculum, and he just wanted someone to represent the school of pharmacy on a citywide newspaper uh, who could give their side of the story on how they think the implementation of those practices have have benefited or not benefited the student population." Gotcha. And uh, and so, he, so that's where I came in and I just talked about, you know, what I stand for, how I thought things were going. Like, oh, and so just to expand on my thoughts on that a little bit is that a lot of my classmates are going through a rough time. Like, just like you're saying, yeah. they have their own oh, mental yeah. health issues. The number of people, the number of people that like reached out to me after the first episode, I was like, it was surprising, but it was also reassuring to like know that like what I'm putting out there is important. What I'm putting out there is helping others. And like, that was, that was kind of the, that was the kind of evidence I needed among the backlash that I was getting to keep going. So, so 
but yeah, it, it's it's insane, man. Like the people you don't expect are really going through a rough time, and and not everybody can talk about it. Like not everybody can let it out there and share it. So it takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in person, just one on one, and then there's another thing. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, and so I just talked a little bit about how, what my, I personally did uh, to keep my own mental health up, family, friends, exercising. For me, exercising is really important. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, it just becomes part of my routine. And I think having a routine like that you stick to is also really important to having like stable, a stable mental health so that when you do fall off the horse, you know you can, you can jump back on it because you have no for sure and and in school too your first year that your entire routine goes out the window that's like the first thing that gets thrown out the window yeah it's just 20 25 credits of classes that don't necessarily match up assignments that are way too many and then no time to go to the gym no time to go to the gym no time to really eat or cook usually yeah Yeah. i think there was a one there was definitely one week where i was just eating straight sandwiches uh like like literally just a hand a ham, a ham sandwich, just like two pieces of bread. No mayo. No mayo, no, no nothing. I was really so done with it. Bread and meat. Just bread and meat, yeah. <laughs> that oh, was, those are some of the rougher weeks. Um, but yeah, and so back on mental health, my own mental health struggles it were actually, mainly were before uh, pharmacy school started when I had my real oh, first yeah. bout of depression. Uh, it yep. was after I graduated from UT Austin with a, bio, a biochemistry in 2017. Oh, yeah, your biochem too, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, fist bump. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, and so it was after that where I was comparing myself. I was like, wow, I just graduated. I know I still have six, I was six months away from starting pharmacy school. I graduated in December and I started in like September or whatever it was, or August. And I was like watching my friends go like to spend their time off uh, and it felt like everyone was doing something. It felt like everyone was up yep. to something. Open up uh, Instagram. Oh, new job. Sh- Check this out. Here, my new work friends are going out on their story. Yeah, and you're just like you're sitting there like, I took a gap here. I get it. So I was like, man, I'm doing a whole lot of nothing. Like, actually, sorry. The 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 mental health issues started before then. It, it, it amplified when I didn't have any friends to be around. When I went back home away from Austin, yep. it amplified it. But what it really started was one of the organizations that I was part of university leadership network, which is also shout out to them. I'm going to do, I'm going to come back and do a, a healthcare professional panel with them for the healthcare scholars and record Congrats, that. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Really it's cool. going to be hopefully in front of a crowd of at least two to three hundreds, uh, pre pre health no professional pressure. students. Yeah. No, no pressure at all. At all. <laughs> yeah. But going back on that, at that time, that program was going through a lot of change and, um, fluidity. Uh, yeah. And so a lot of, different moving parts that were not meshing together very well. And it was sad to see because the year before that I was a lead mentor for the program and I had seen, seen it at its height. Right. Yeah. And then entering the fall semester, my last semester of undergrad at UT, I, I noticed that they, it didn't have that same culture. It didn't have the same dynamics, uh, the same leadership, um, that, that I had been so proud to be a part of and that I had helped build because it was only our, uh, the third or fourth year of that program, actually. So for uh-huh. me, it was like, wow, I'm I'm helping contribute to that culture, but then to see it kind of fall apart really, really yep. hurt me. Um, yeah. And and that's and looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I really put a lot of pride and 
self-esteem into how I was able to impact an entire organization's culture and help them build like their program out to what it was. Hmm, Maybe that's one of my strengths and I really like doing that, huh? Self-reflection. Hmm. Maybe I should do that again somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just like, that's, I think that's one of my joys in life is helping build culture, like helping build programs that make people feel better, make people feel welcome make people feel like they belong, like they, they feel motivated, right? Yeah. Um, what I do on my Instagram, I build, I, I love building the community around it, like helping people feel inspired and motivated. And the, and the DMs I've gotten and the messages I've gotten, private messages uh, in person from my friends, from people I've never met, people across the ocean, like in Australia, Australia shout out to Jen, yeah. uh, in, in uh, the UK, uh, people from like Pakistan and India and other places all over the r- world. Like, I've had tremendous people like reach out to me, and it's been a overwhelming wave of support for what I've been trying to build in terms of community. And so with that, and even with the healthcare scholar, like hearing from Dr. Patel, hearing from uh, Dr. Lucas Hill, who was in the second episode about the opioid crisis, like hearing from them, established professionals, like to me, like. Lords oh, of that profession. Yeah, right? the goals. Yeah, goal goals, like goal. goals, right? Just, goal just, career, just, career goals. Just, just being a pharmacist isn't getting you degree. Goals, but also being like at the top of your field doing doing it right. Yeah, yeah. That what I was doing was such a like great thing, building the community around it and helping try to change the culture. I realized now that yeah, I do really do put a lot of sense of pride and and uh, self esteem into what how I can use my own personal attributes and and skills being an activator and motivating people to actually like change an entire culture, whether that's an organization's culture, whether it's my own community's culture, um, or offering my services to someone else. Um, yeah, I did really do pride. And so that's kind of where, when things broke down with that organization, where I really did lose my sense of self esteem and pride and things like that. And that's, and that's where things started to spiral. And it was also a tough semester. Um, but that's where the, the the root of the problems were. And it wasn't just you, it wasn't just that program either. I don't want to put the entire blame on the things that happened there, but it was also, you know, there were from family issues also where I was struggling to, to reconcile the differences, um, and, uh, personal life issues like dating and things like that. But it was just a lot of different, a lot of different things hitting all at once that really, made it seem like desperate like despair right like lost no for sure it's the end of the world heart can't i can't navigate myself out of this hole yeah i I get it i we and it it literally can feel like a black hole and you're the only one in it but i'm sure messages like again more dms and like i think um i tagged you in that one um yeah and that one the guy was saying shout out i think his name's cole um Maybe. Cool, uh, cool 89, right? Uh, that's how I see him. I see him. I, I see him. He wanted to remain anonymous. So I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got, I got an email. He's just like, yeah, man, that dude's so inspirational. And like everything that he's doing is like awesome. I support it. So I'm sure he's easy to reach out to you, but you know, it's, it's it, on one hand, social media can be very polarizing. It can be, it can be, you know, all about you and projecting your best self or whatever, but the way you're using it, the way I'm using it, it's it can serve both missions of networking, helping others, and further you and your profession. So, and that's that's what this whole thing is about too. Like that's what this whole little mini series is. So, I'm sure. Have you felt like you've had more opportunities now that you've been more active posting like this? Just to, just in general, just more more opportunities to interview people, more opportunities. Like you've, it seems like you've connected with a lot of people. Like, yeah, absolutely, because social media just kind of amplifies your brand like what you stand for like 
it's easier to see how authentic you are and what you stand for and your values through the quality of content that you produce, through the words that you write, through the pictures that you post on your on your platform. It's easy for people to see it and share it and talk about it and comment on it, right, and like it. And so with that, uh, I, I, there's no way I would have met um, Full Stack Pharmacist, David Vu, right? There's no way I would have met yeah. him. No way yeah. I would have met the Fit Pharmacist, Adam Martin, um, yeah. all these industries or giants of industry, right? Who in my mind are giants of industry with yeah. social media it, because it's literally d- separated the six degrees of separation that you normally would have had before the age of social media. And so with that, it makes it easier to t- talk. It, like you want to message David Martin or Adam Martin? Yeah. yeah message him, DM him. He's, yeah. he's open to it. Whether, he, wanna, whether or not he chooses to see it is his own, is of his own volition, right? Yeah, but the option is there at least to get your foot in the door. No, exactly. Um, and the one thing like I want to talk to Richie more too is just like the fact that you can you can find out what somebody who like is going to a conference likes. Sure, maybe it's stalking. No, it's not stalking. It's called using the your media to the, your advantage in a way that will put, give you a step of you know an advantage above somebody else who's going to the same conference. Like just make to make it even easier to talk to them, right? Yeah, if that's exactly. Even, if that's even your first goal, like just to be able to make a connection with them. Is by yeah. at least seeing what they're about, like what they stand for, what do they like, what are their interests, right? Yeah. And so. Yeah, go ahead. And I think my like my biggest struggle too is like when I first came into school, I was just told network. I'm like, cool. So I'm gonna be fake. I'm gonna walk up to someone and be like, hey, I'm really interested in whatever you're doing over here. Tell me about it. I researched it, maybe at half as much as I should have, but like, tell me what's going on. So the idea of going to a conference, the idea of networking was just so unattractive to me, man. until I started to view it as like not networking it's literally just talking to somebody new who you actually have never met before who might be able to help you sometime later in life either now or in the job that you want so I think that's I think it's an important thing to remove is the idea of like networking is this boring you know standard thing that no like that you that nobody's authentic and nobody's wants to even talk to you everyone's just there to build their network no they're just it's important. It's important, and it's. It is. Very- it doesn't have to be as hard as I put I it up, put it in, up my in my head to be. Yeah. No. I think it's. It's. It's probably. I don't want to. I don't want to rank it, but it's so important because all the opportunities that I'm getting, like with you, like literally yeah. with you. Like, yeah, dude. I wouldn't. Have, I would have never met you. The Instagram algorithm didn't recommend healthcare scholar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like. I was like healthcare scholar. This looks good. And I was like. Oh wait, Norman. Oh, he's a P2? He's doing podcasts? What the? I thought you, I thought you found me through like David Vu or through a one, seeing someone with one of their stories or something like that. But I, I was spam following some accounts to grow the to grow the member, like the followers. And then it was like related accounts. I was like, hmm. hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like there's no way we would be doing this literally right now without yeah. social, social media, media. without yeah. networking, right? Because it's one yeah. thing to have social media. I have plenty. Of, I had social media before this. Yeah. But was I utilizing it as a tool to help me like make connections, meet new people that were like in- interested in the same things that I was, right? Because it's one yeah. thing to build your social media, but with people that aren't aligned with what you actually like, what you actually want to do, things like yeah. that, right? And so that's where I really took social media into my own hands and said, I want to find people who are also like me, who want to yeah. do the same things in life as me. Or then you found literally uh, your brother <laughs> doing the same thing. 
So yeah, I think, and and going back on your point on conferences, me and my friends have talked about this a lot, and it's like, yeah, like going to a conference and just kind of being expected to network is kind of a bad prop, a bad value proposition, because one, they don't they don't really teach us how to actually network. No, you're just told it's important and pharmacy is a small world and the second you mess up an impression with somebody, everyone's gonna know, don't mess up, okay, see ya. Go to this conference. When you tell a pharmacy student that who's already prone to being, tends to be more prone to be risk averse, then it's like, well then if I know I could potentially screw up this relationship that could lead to a loss of a potential job market, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna go or I'm just not gonna, I'm gonna go but I'm not gonna talk to anyone. Yeah. So I can say that I went to the conference, put on the resume, but not actually help me. I mean, and 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 that's just facts, right? That's not that's not yeah. trying to bash on anyone, but like that's no, that's what happens. Not. And sadly, and I think and to I'm, leave and it, and I've never been to a conference. I actually have no idea how I'm gonna act. I can talk all this game. I can say that I'm gonna go in confident, but I'm gonna be scared in the corner with my hands in my pockets, just like, hey, I I have a podcast. Um, and I make memes like no 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 it's gonna be like I I'm in a I'm in a leadership development program right now yeah that's awesome we had to practice our pitches that's where we started doing the Clifton Strengths Finders um which I think now more than ever is good to go into because we've been saying activator like yeah we've been saying a lot of that so do you want to do you want to do a short summary do you want me to do a short summary of like what the Clifton Strength Finders is. You, you should do it. I'm really good yeah. with knowing what they are. I'm really bad at explaining what it is. Okay. Well, I've got the I've got the cheat sheet right here. Um, so basically, the idea is like the whole point of the Clifton Strength Finders test is like it's like another kind of personality test, but for kind of like strength traits instead of like instead of like personality traits with like the Myers Briggs. So. Um, the idea is you're going to build on your strengths. It's easier and better for you professionally in the long run to identify what your strengths are and then build on those besides focusing on your weaknesses and then bashing yourself for having a weakness. So my top five, um, it costs money, unfortunately. Some of your classes might do it. If it's not at your school, talk to your counselors. I think it's like the best thing for you, especially to have going into a conference because you know what your strengths are and you can talk to them and bring examples from personal life into it. So. Top five for me, which you had top five, Activator. Uh, I think what sums it up the most is others may worry that there are still some things we don't know, but this doesn't seem to slow you. Um, you kind of just go with, go like the second you think of an idea, you run with it and you run with it entirely. Uh, I triple underlined, you must put yourself out there. Hmm, kind of on the nose. Um, and then I got Positivity. I've got woo, which uh, apparently is very rare in pharmacy school. Like I think me, uh, Dino, who's like the Dean of Admissions, and then my mentor, Dr. Caldas, is a woo. Uh, it's a winner over of others. Uh, and, and to sum it up, it's like you like meeting new people, um, which I do, and then you're more than happy to, after talking with somebody for 15 minutes, to leave and never talk to them again, which, which is like mm, <laughs> good and bad maybe, but like also fun. Sure. I... I covered everything I needed to cover with you in 15 minutes. We're best friends now. I don't need to check in with you. Happy birthday sometime later. I'm not going to tell you, you know, but. And then individualization. Yeah, exactly. And then individualization and includer, which I think is just kind of self-explanatory. For sure. So what Um, about you, Ben? Yeah, so my top five, let me bring up the document. So my top five uh, are activator, connectedness, input, achiever, and learner. So, nice. so my 
my kind of take on being an activator is I basically love activating other people. So, yeah. well, that's where the connected is too. I feel like that's where the connectedness kind of comes in. Oh, for sure. It helps the activator because as an activator, I love inspiring and motivating people to do their version of what their best work looks like or their best life looks like. Um, and so with the connectedness part, the connectedness, I can see, I can see you both like, or you're both good at this certain skill. Yeah. Let me, t- let me bring it, let me introduce y'all. Like, have you met Ted? You're both great at this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know? And so. And, and the development of your team too. Like you got your production team, you've got. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing I wanted to go into it a little bit was that that's the big reason why I'm, I feel like I have this unique talent to bring teams together is because of the activator talent, but also the connectedness because I can easily, it makes it easier to identify the talent, one with the activator, but then the connectedness to say, this is how you can build into the larger vision, right? That's awesome, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so what were my other ones? Um, uh, input, yeah, so for me, input meaning, like I just love information. I love learning things, like, whether it's about cars, whether it's about space, whether it's about technology, AI, pharmacy, medicine. I like learning about what's going on in other people's lives or what's going on in this career field. And then and then the connected part, the connectedness part of me says, well, how does that relate back to what I'm trying to do? So yeah. it's like, well, this yeah. is, and this is why a lot of people would say if they, if they asked what Norman Wynn was about, they would be like, uh, different people would come up with different things because I'm, I feel like my, my interests are everywhere, like technology, yeah. uh, storytelling, yeah. social media, so pharmacy. Doing, what's yeah. what you, what's going to be your career, man? You got to figure it out now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't pinned it down yet. yet. I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. I don't, I don't think I want to. I don't like, I don't, I, at this moment, I know I like talking to others and their experience, like, it's it's really pushed on like and i get it like you're gonna be at the top of your license i don't think it's gonna be for me but we'll see i i as i can kind of see myself in a fellowship yeah yeah but i don't know it's an option um i've also been looking into opportunities with other marketing agencies yeah with 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 healthcare related marketing agencies and things like smart yeah looking into that Biggest goal? Yeah. Would try to apply for Gary V's, uh, the VaynerMedia's uh, internship. Yeah. Or be the top of the line. Do it, man. I could see you getting in there. I could see you doing it. <laughs> get your get your get your social media right. I'm sure there's gonna be like a what's your handle? What are you doing? You know, that's gonna be that's gonna be a part of it. Yeah, and that's, that's actually kind of been like one of the and, and I, yeah I don't know I just love the guy so much and he's done wonders for my mindset dr wraith is like also big gary v fan he was like quoting him on my conversation with it yeah he loves him so i'm sure you connect over that you guys you guys talk through with that for sure dr dr richie with the um uh rx radio he's super yeah yeah Yeah. Those those are my marketable skills. I 
build on your strengths, not your weaknesses. That's what this whole thing's about too. So it's just like when you know your strengths, it becomes a lot easier to operate because you know these are your strengths. They're not everybody else's strengths. Yeah. So you have something else to offer no no exactly and like and and just the way you described it too like you connected all of your traits to things that you're working on currently and how they kind of tie together so same thing that's what it is just knowing information just knowing about other people achiever that's kind of self-explanatory um yeah i just love i love meeting goals and setting setting a vision and then crushing the goals and then learner i just love learning like i love the process i think that's the best way to describe it it's a process of learning yeah Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to beat yourself up about it. You're just going to like, how do I improve? How do I do better? How do I learn from this and do better? The process. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's where the learning comes in. Those are my top five strengths. Nice man. Well, now that you now that you went to detail on some of the other ones, it's making me want to go into detail a little bit. So I'm uh, so like with the the uh, so the positivity. Like I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's just I, I like one phrase they used to describe in here is just like um. You, sign, you seem to find a way to lighten up other spirits. I'm like, I, I think I do that. I'm the biggest enabler, man. Like, whether it's something like, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe that's the activator. I mean, I'm like, you should just do it. Oh, are you passionate about this? Do it, but, like, do it to 11. Like, dude, I'm like, I'm like I want you to chase it with, like, as much passion as possible. Um, uh, and then I think it says something right here. It says, you can't quite escape your conviction, your conviction that it is good to be alive. And with the depression thing, that was actually like really hard for me to reconcile because I knew I was like, why am I sad? I'm usually like super positive. And then it was just kind of like back and forth um, because I had that conviction, but also like didn't feel like that. You know what I mean? So so with that, that kind of comes into play with being an activator, too. I can use that to my advantage to try and like motivate people, uh, get them excited about something. Um, And then individualization. you're just intrigued by the unique qualities of each person, which I am. I think that's why I'm kind of drawn towards new people and connecting with new people like you connecting with people like on social media and just in general. Um, although it says, uh, you pick your friends, just the right birthday gift. I don't think I do. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, not a hundred percent. So some of these aren't, aren't going to be a hundred percent. Um, maybe I'm really good at giving birthday gifts. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, and then it's a keen observer of other people's strengths. So that's kind of, I think I think all of my traits kind of tie in, in a similar way to yours. It's just like I like seeing other people's strengths. I like trying to promote them to do the best thing that they can, um, and activating them in that way. Um, and then the last thing is just includer, which is kind of the, kind of the idea of the page too, is including everyone in healthcare to be excited about it and to and for people who are like just considering it to like actually consider it as a career. Um, and I hate, I hate, I feel, I feel so obligated whenever there's somebody like sitting by themselves. I'm just like, all right, come over here, man. Like, <laughs> like let's, let's, let's see what's going on. Let's see how we can get you included in this and yeah, get you. I definitely feel a lot of included in my traits as well. For sure. Because I know what, I know what it feels like. I mean, like you 
said we both dealt with like depression. Yeah. Health issues. So so we know what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, just, to, just, to, just, to, just like, like interpreting yourself as feeling left out. A lot of the times, it's you're not actually being left out. It's just nobody's really no nobody knows to ask you because they're they're you know everyone's worried about themselves for the most part. So, so all right. Well, um, last thing I think I have written down on this on this script here is uh, is the outlook of pharmacy in general. Do you see? Do you think it's going in a positive direction? Do you think it's going in a negative direction? So or somewhere in between. Somewhere, somewhere in between because it's. It depends on which area of pharmacy you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because as, I mean, this is just the statistics that we've been, been shown, or at least that you can find anywhere. Yeah. Retail and clinical don't seem to be growing. I mean, retail is definitely not growing right now. Mm-hmm. It was growing not at a fast enough pace. That includes residency programs. At a fast enough pace to deal with the amount of graduates that are graduating. No, definitely, definitely, definitely not. not. I've seen a lot of like line. Uh, you can sign your name petitions, uh, kind of explaining it. And they, some of the statistics they put on there are startling. Like it's, I think, like half the residency, like half of the residents who applied for residencies last year didn't get one. And there's there's less residencies. There's like maybe like one residency per every like th- two or three pharmacy students or something like that. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's gonna be more. I I, I don't want to say the number because I don't know exactly. But I know that this year there will be more out residency applicants than ever, I believe. Yeah. Uh, just, it just keeps growing. It just, I mean, yeah, it just keeps growing because the market keeps pushing us towards uh, what, seems, what seems like the only viable option. For sure. And so I feel like the market will end up, it will still end up picking out who's the, be- the best fit. For the majority, it will still pick out the, most, the best fits for that program, although some people will get hurt by the how saturated the market is. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, I, I believe that most people who, who truly know what they're about, who know what their skills are, their strengths are, and why they're doing pharmacy, and what they have to offer programs and their job employers, I think those people, if they know what they're about, they'll do fine. For sure. The people who may not who may not have the strongest why or, or have a strong sense of what their marketable skill is in the job market. Uh, I think that's the hardest part. I think that's what colleges and pharmacies should really be honing in on. It's like, what are what are the future, where what are your marketable skills, what are your strengths, and then ha- building dialogues around that, and then showing them avenues, different avenues and different profession or areas of the profession where those jobs skills are most needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so with that, I think that seeing what like pharmacists. Like Tony Dow with the pharmacy informatics. Yeah, pharmacy IT and me. Yeah, yeah. That and then full stack pharmacists. We're seeing his infographics on like nine pharmacy jobs. Informatics pharmacists. NASA pharmacists. Spaceship pharmacists. Yeah. Yeah, these are all growing fields that aren't being talked about enough because we get pushed onto clinical and retail so much. But I mean, that's natural because that's where our faculty come from, right? Yeah, of course. Amp care everything. So, but it would be nice to see more of those avenues with our speakers being brought in. Yeah, yeah. With organizations like AP and J, I'm sorry, I don't want to name certain ones, but like just with those organizations helping us see that there's other avenues where we could potentially even be even happier than it is. Yeah. 
well, hey, maybe one day it'll be like social media pharmacist, man, and then we won't have to worry about anything, you know? Maybe we can start giving advice online or like, I don't know, man. The, the tele, telehealth is like important too. Yeah. She's uh, graduating with her MBA, uh, dual pharmacy MBA, and she's creating a page slash business now doing tele telehealth pharmacy. Nice. Okay. okay. Doing one on one kind of like consulting. Yeah. Like, Work from home kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've seen it. Not just pharmacy, but like overall health, like, like coaching, coaching and stuff like that, or just like, yeah, nutrition. Um, so, yeah, I think areas like that, I think we're headed. I, I don't know if this is true. Yeah. I could see having like a concierge pharmacist. Yeah. I think there's only a couple out there, but they're becoming like an actual area of the profession. I feel like with pharmacy too, it's so versatile and there's so many different specialties that are going to happen in the next few years that it might seem limited now and like job opportunities, but it's, it's just, we just got to wait to see where it goes. And yeah. uh, Sorry, I'll interject because I know that the counter argument because I know we're both like very activated, we're very positive. Yeah. Our outlook on life maybe a little higher, maybe a little naive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like PPFs or current pharmacists or pharmacists who've been out there in the field for a long time will probably say like, "Well, Norman, David, like, you got to get paid for those new areas." Of course, of course. And like that comes with the government and stuff like that, and there's a point to that, right? You have to be paid for our services. Yeah. If you actually start providing value to the patient first, when you put the patient above everything else and you ask yourself what values and what services and strengths and yeah, what can I offer my patient to help them be better and healthier? Yeah. When you do that, I think you'll always find it. This again, being maybe being naive or positive. Yeah, of course. What, how closely you, you see the two, but I think as long as you focus on that, there will always be some kind of job for you. Well, and, and it goes back to everything you're saying too. It's like find your strengths, find out how to talk about them, find out how to talk about you and what you're good at, and you have the next four years to get good at marketing yourself and or just just putting the best, speaking your pharmacy truth, and speaking it well. So, yeah. So it's I don't know. Maybe we're being naive, but also there there's also facts to it. No, for sure. And and it's a lot easier to be negative too when you're when you're you know when you're not getting the job that you want or you're not you know, you're not getting the residency that you want. Um and it's gonna happen. So it's difficult. Um and one of the best thing one of the coolest things too is seeing others like who didn't get matched like talk about their experience. I think the Lux pharmacist is one person I follow who like didn't get matched and then she got matched in the, the scramble or whatever the second match was like I was like, Yes, congratulations. And now she's posting about her time and like Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to the interview uh, tips that she's got. Because for some reason, I'm looking up interview tips as a second year, because that's what I do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think everybody should too. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, you hear about the pay cuts and everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm like, I'm gonna put this plug in real quick. Anybody who's listening, uh, fourth year who's actually applied for a job in community and has gotten offers, I'm trying to put together just like a just like an average um, hourly rate given based on like which um, company you're at. So I think Walgreens, I've got some data for, I want to get Kroger, I want to get CVS, you know, the big ones. Cause it's like, we can always talk about like, oh, this is how much pay cuts we're getting, but like, let's put some numbers to it. Like let's have some data behind it. So we actually know what's going on 
and let's see how rapid the drop was in the last like year because I'm, I'm tired of being scared. I want numbers. So, whoa, I think he froze again. No. Dang it, we were so close to wrapping up. All right. So, Norman, how can people find you on social media? And what, what social media platforms are you on? Plug yourself. Um, so I'm currently on Instagram. It's mainly where I build the majority of my audience at Norman New. N-O-R-M-A-N-N-G-U-U-U. Three U's. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, Norman Wynn. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, L-I, or wait, why am I spelling out LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, just, just Norman Wynn. You'll find me, uh, student pharmacist at UT Pharmacy, uh, College of Pharmacy. And then I'm on YouTube, uh, pretty much as the healthcare scholar, at the healthcare scholar, at T-H-E-H-E-A-L-T-H-S-C-H-O-L-A-R. Wow, that was actually difficult to spell out loud. I don't think you spelled it right. I don't think I spelled it right. <laughs> Let's hope people know how to spell the healthcare health, scholar. You, you said health scholar, but you missed the care. It's fine. I think people, I think people know. People get it, but, people but it out. same thing with Instagram um, for the healthcare scholar. If you want to find out about what our page is doing, what we're up to, uh, we have some merch potentially coming out in the next coming months. Yeah, like, fact, you're gonna be sick. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Um, it's gonna look really cool. And I think we're gonna have stickers and pins and things like that coming out. But um, yeah, that can be on the Healthcare Scholar. I think we're gonna try to do a Shopify, Shopify thing as well. Cool. Um, yeah, but we're on YouTube. We record all our videos and podcasts that we do with um, other healthcare professionals, whether that's pharmacy, whether that's MDs, PAs, whatever it is, we're gonna talk to them and just to hear their story and tell what why they're why they're doing what they're doing. And so yeah, follow us on at the Healthcare Scholar and the on all streaming platforms. You can find us at the Healthcare Scholar Audio Experience to hear uh, to hear our podcast. Yep. Nice man. Well, are you posting this on your page too? Or you if if you're open to that, and if you want yeah. to use solely your content, that's completely fine with me. No, dude, share it. Sharing is caring. Let's yeah. get it out. I mean, that'll right help now. both of our audiences and both our platforms. Yeah. So yeah no, and I'm sure we're gonna collaborate more in the future, but. For your listeners, if they haven't subscribed to Overdose yet, sure. please do it. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. Um, my my personal Instagram is uh, David Nar G N A R X. Had to add the X because now I'm in pharmacy, so it's like Nar X. You know, fun. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, if you want to follow the podcast, it's Over X Dose, Over X Period Dose um, on Instagram. I have a Facebook where I, I post totally different content for the most part. Uh, Instagram's more memes. Facebook, I'm trying to like have a Facebook group that kind of like, kind of like a book club-ish, but it's just an interesting article I read and then I kind of pose a question to people and I want them, like I want there to just be like a conversation around it. It's not very big right now, but it's over X um, dot dose, uh, I think podcast. Uh, it's a Facebook group. Please join that. Um, oh, it's a Facebook a group. Interesting, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, and it's, it's very intermittent. It's kind of just anything that I read and I'm like, kind of like a Philip DeFranco type deal, but for pharmacy, um, I think that's where I want to go with like YouTube potentially. There's too many ideas, but that's, that that's like down the line of just like, here's some articles about pharmacy and we can talk about it. Okay. We're literally the same person. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same thing for, for healthcare, just like uh, any healthcare news that's like relevant or I tend to post more about like, um, healthcare tech. Because, yeah. I, because that's the most rapidly moving th- news right now with yeah. Google and Amazon and uh, Facebook getting into the healthcare game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I actually I don't have a Facebook group. Although with um, with our group 
growing so fast. We're, we call it the Healthcare Scholar Journal Club. So if anyone's interested in that, you can message me and I can add you to that Facebook messenger, messenger group. Yeah. But basically, it's mostly me, but basically right now, a lot of, we just post healthcare news articles. Um, a lot of them are from LinkedIn because LinkedIn has continually like content posting out. And then we just talk about what the implications are for pharmacists, that's so cool. for MDs, yeah, yeah, and for healthcare in general, right? And for patients. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And no, I have a couple awesome. Yeah. And I've got a couple people from like Australia and uh, other people right now in the in the game in in that chat uh, as well as some pharmacy students as well as some MDs. So it's kind of interesting well, to have colla- inter collaborative all of us talking about what the implications are and we can all yeah. hear our own thoughts. Wait, question for you, man. Is yeah. is going to find out if you're like a true, you know, you like follow the page actually. What uh what's the tagline, dude, for to like sign off for this? the tagline wait how do you like how do you like end like how have i ended every single podcast episode how have i ended every single instagram post how have i ended anything oh it's oh it's the (laughs) don't it's like don't overdose right Uh uh-huh there's something before it there's something before it yeah no i'm blanking on the before wait wait uh stay stay in no i don't remember Stay healthy and don't overdose, man. You gotta have it. We Sorry, have yeah, it. yeah. Stay healthy. Okay, I'm gonna get it for the next one. The next podcast yeah, we do together. Yeah. You, you have gotten the closest out of anybody. Dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. But you post so much. It's like it's so easy to see. I know. Well, yeah. it's just I, I write long captions. That is uh, true. That is true. And, and my episodes are like hours long, so like I don't, you know, this is gonna really, be a two hour. Yeah, one, they guess they're, yeah, they're pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, it doesn't feel like it. It just feels like a normal conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but yeah, stay healthy, don't overdose, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for interviewing. This is gonna be helpful for I think a lot of people. This will be so. a great. This will be a very fruitful for relationship for both of us. For the both of us. So yeah. For sure, man. For yeah. sure. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, dude. Bye. All right. See you later. All right, cool. We're not.